It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. A little trickeration on my end. Well, not really trickeration. Just uh, don't have much of a voice. I know I can talk, but I don't have much of a voice. And life got ahead of me yesterday. Therefore, we ended up switching things. We had Mike Martin do the show yesterday, although it was really late. And um, we're doing the uh, mailbag today on Friday before I drive to Penn State. So, surprise to... Get two episodes within a uh, 12-hour time span. That's what we're doing. Locked on Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire, through USA Today Sports Media Group. And uh, all right, we're here going to get to it. We have a ton of questions. We're going to start with our leaders and best. Of course, we start with James Crudup at James Crudup 6. On a scale of 1 to 10, what's your confidence level on Shea playing well enough and Gaddis calling a good enough game to win two out of the four big games on the schedule? Uh, I mean, if you're giving me two out of the four, um, because I'm assuming, you know, Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Notre Dame, I'll give uh, I'll give you an eight on that. I- I'm confident enough that they'll win two of those games. I think they'll beat Michigan State, and then I think they'll win either, even though I didn't pick Penn State, I think they'll either beat Penn State or they'll beat uh, Notre Dame. I'm inclined to think that they'll beat Notre Dame in Michigan State. Just because, again, home games. Um, I, I don't know yet, like, I you know, what to expect tomorrow when, when they actually play Penn State. I think they're capable of it on both sides of the ball. And there's another question coming up that will kind of alleviate my answer there. But, like, I, I have – I know that the team has more confidence in Shea Patterson than most – Despite like people will have these rumors and I, I've again, could they, could it be real? The rumors that there's like a divide. Sure. But based off of conversations I had, no. So that is what it is. I'm going to have to kind of keep moving because two reasons like my, um, my SEPA call or whatever, the throat lozenge deal, that's going to wear off quickly. And we have a million questions. So I apologize today if I'm not quite as long on long-winded on answering the questions as I normally am. So Josh Barr at Jadicky, how do you feel about the overall mental makeup of the team? There have been some things this season that make them look a bit fragile when things don't go their way. Do you think that is the case? And if so, how do you think it will improve? I actually agree with you. Something I talk about with my best friend all the time. Uh, we just say, like, once something goes wrong, it's kind of like... Like Harbaugh said after the game in Illinois, he likes how they battled back and they stayed focused and whatever, but they did fall apart for a minute. I mean, it, it is a good sign that they, like, fell apart and then were like, oh, yeah, we should probably not fall apart. But they do do that. Like, I, you know, I as soon as the fumble first fumble happened, I kind of felt like they were like... You know, it, <laughs> the, 
is that from like a Grand Theft Auto? I think the like, oh man, you know, expletive. Here we go again. That meme. So that's kind of how I feel like this team operates. It's like that's worth like. If I was to give you a bold prediction and tell you like they, that's not a bold prediction, but if I were to tell you they fumbled the ball like anytime early in the game, that yeah, like I would I would probably say that they'd lose against Penn State because they just can't have that happen. I feel I I don't know that they have enough resolve yet. I don't know why, but yes, I agree. I think they do look a bit fragile. How do they improve? I mean, Saturday was a good start. I don't know what you do after, you know, how you do that otherwise. But, yeah, I thought it was at least a good start. Uh, Michael Wolf at MWolf21, Saturday, 10 minutes. It's my brother in metal, by the way. You always got to say that. Saturday, 10 minutes before kickoff. Harbaugh asks you to give a speech to the team. What do you say? Also, has the offense been playing conservative to keep Shea healthy for this stretch of the schedule? You know what? It wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Um, I know that they would never admit that. I don't even think they would admit that privately, but it wouldn't surprise me because that's kind of what they did last year. So I, I would not, I would not be surprised in the least if that was the case. Um, Harbaugh wants me to give a speech to the team. I mean, I, I'm not really, um, I don't, I don't know how I would actually do that right now. Just again, but you know, it's just the state of, of, uh, trying to be healthy, but, uh, I would I would probably hammer home. Hey, they say you can't win on the road. They they say that you're going to get blown out in this game. No one has any faith in you, but you've seen what you can do in practice. Just because it hasn't gone your way yet doesn't mean it can't go your way now. Remember what you guys did. Some of you, some of you weren't on this team last year, but most of you were. And look at what you did last year against Penn State. Look at what you did last year against Wisconsin and Michigan State. You can do this again. You can beat Penn State the way you did last time. You, you, if you, you know, you guys have faith in each other. Have enough faith in each other to go out there, do your job, and get it done the way that you, you guys did before. Put it all together. Don't let your guy, the guy next to you down. That's probably what I would say. Something like that. Trent Noop at Trent Noop. Why do you think this year's running backs group is having a fumbling issue? <laughs> Um, Michigan lo- only lost three fumbles all of last season, and they're up to nine this year. Do you think having a vet like Higdon makes a difference? Uh, well, I mean, it's there's a bunch of Shea ones in there too. Um, no, I don't think it's. I think it's an aberration in the sense that it, it it's an anomaly. I don't know. I I couldn't really tell you why they why they are. It's just it's a mental thing. I don't think it's about having a vet. I don't think it's about, you know, because, like, True Wilson fumbled, and he's he's a vet. Um, sometimes you get a hat on the ball, like uh, with Ben Van Sumeren's fumble or the uh, Zach Charbonnet one. Sometimes it's pass protection issues, like, the you know, some of Shea's. Various reasons. I don't think it's necessarily of not having a vet. I mean, would that help to have a guy like Higdon? Of course, but I don't think that's it. Uh, finishing out segment one, Jimmy Whitner at Jimmy Whitner one. What positive from the Illinois game do you think we will see against uh, Penn State? When are we talking about a Michigan win? Which side of the ball would have been the most responsible? I'll start on the bottom question, and that's defense. Uh, I think even if the offense has a really good game, the defense has to be able to contain Sean Clifford, KJ Hamler, uh, Noah Kane, Freyermouth, all those guys. 
that's going to be all entire up to uh, the defense. Although if the offense is explosive, I think obviously we'll be talking about that. If the offense looks good, I think that probably will be talking about in general. But uh, the positive from the Illinois game, I think, is honestly the other side of the ball, the offensive side, where I think Shea really did put like the team on his back in a lot of ways. And you saw how he uh, like kept the ball, honestly, a couple times. And I think uh, was called his own number. Might have been designed, might have been a like a pull. I'm not sure. I think that's the most important thing, honestly, is seeing Shea do that because they're going to need it this game. Um, Ed Warner talked about it this uh, this week. I did not write on it, thanks to my current uh, state. But uh, so apologies for not giving that to the people. But yeah, all right. Let's go on to segment two. Lots of stuff up there. If your company wants to reach an upscale male audience, then your company's ad should be running right here on this podcast. Get your company connected with his audience. Email me at ihole at usatoday.com to get more details about increasing your business. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, so we go continue with our weekly over-unders, as provided every week by Clint Derringer. He has a score for me. I could look it up right now. I'll tell you next week where I am. I'm winning you money on these, except for these aren't Vegas set lines. They're Clint Derringer set lines, but whatever. Um, if you can get someone to make these bets holistically, then you, uh, you, you'd be making money off of my picks. Maybe not a lot. No, it's kind of even, but... Um, all right. Offense fumbles. He sets it at 0.05 or 0.5. So over under is that, uh, essentially do they fumble once or do they not? I'm going to go over because they've, they've done it in every big game that they've had. So until, until we get to the point where they don't, I can't, I, I hope I'm wrong. McCune, Eubanks targets five and a half. Uh, I'll go over because I think McCune will return, and I then imagine that they'll be highly targeted. They, I feel like they usually are targeted at least that much. QB rush yards, excluding sacks, 29 and a half. Uh, um, I'll go over. I think we're going to see a lot more of that. I think we're going to definitely see a lot more of the QB rush game. Offense points, no D, and uh, returns 20 and a half. I'm going under. I'm giving Michigan, I think, 17 is what I said in the podcast yesterday. That's what I'll give them today. Uh, defense, Cam McGrone tackles nine and a half. I'll go with the under, but not by much. I think that's just a tall number. I mean, just a, I, I'll, I'll go with like eight. I think that the eight's probably about where he's at. Josh Uche sacks one and a half. I'll go over. I'll give him two. I think they'll get in the backfield plenty. We'll see though. Uh, Penn State uh, off uh, offensive points, no D and uh, returns twenty and a half. Uh, I'll go over. I'm going to give them twenty four total. 
Um, and then Sean Clifford touchdown passes at uh, set at a half. So I'll go over. I think he gets it there. So, yeah, if you didn't catch on it again, I said this on the show yesterday, 24-17 Penn State is my prediction for the game. Um, Brian Hall at 15 BS Hall, 97. Who's to blame for the fumbles this year, running back coaching or carelessness by the players? I think it's just mental. Uh, care, not, I wouldn't say it's carelessness, but I, it's, it's still mental. I guess, you know, if you want to say carelessness, but I don't think that's the right word. Uh, but, yeah, it's not the coaching, I don't think. I don't, I don't, they're coaching them plenty, I mean, in that front every single day, ball security, ball security, ball security, ball security. Sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. All right, Tyler Smeenge at Tyler underscore Smeenge. Do you think Shea is misreading the RPO plays so it looks like he just hands the ball off on film for when, the plays, uh, for when they play the bigger? That's kind of what I feel um that it's a possibility i that's coming out of this last game because i feel like those those were not really actual read option plays this this week so i don't know i think it's possible i don't have much of an answer there we're gonna move on just because we got a million questions and i don't have much of a voice um u of m clips and bolts and i'm gonna ask you man don't do this um going forward if you can uh, I, I appreciate you had a lot of questions, so you put them in a in Apple Notes and then screenshot it, but it just makes it a lot harder for me to get your questions into my prep sheet. So if you could just if, if send me multiple tweets with all your questions, that would be better, just so I can have them in actual text. But if Michigan finds a way to beat Penn State and Notre Dame, I'll answer each of these as they come. Uh, the next two weeks, where do they end up ranked at the end of the Notre Dame week? Um, I mean, I think they would be ranked probably about like seventh. What happened to the offense between the first half to the second half? Uh, I mean, they had a 28-0 lead. They just kind of went into conservation mode for the most part. Didn't have the sense of urgency. Maybe lost a little focus. Got it back late. Why do you think... Uh, Harbaugh doesn't try to score at the end of the first half or at the end of the game at the 10-yard line. Uh, at the end of the game, because they already had the lead, there's no point. No point in piling on. Uh, end of the first half, uh, I don't know. Uh, just seemed content to go to the locker room, I guess. Haskins outside the box runner becoming a trend? Probably. Am I overthinking? Did I see Ronnie Bell end up, dare I say, speed and space a couple times? He's kind of been that most of the time. That's kind of who he is and what he is. But, again, I think people – speed and space is kind of more about the concept of having multi, uh, a, a variable wide receiver tree, route tree, and uh, and just having multiple playmakers available on a play than – yeah, I know speed and space sounds like get the ball to the playmakers in space. That's the tenets of it, but it starts with – having that variable route tree. And they do that constantly. It's just we don't see it necessarily work as much as people want it to work. But they're way more diverse than they were last year. It just hasn't clicked yet. Um, hopefully we see that happen soon. Deshaun at Zertune underscore. Three keys to a win on Saturday. This is good because I have to finish my predictions piece for the site uh, here so I can leave. Uh, <laughs> uh, number one. Do not turn the ball over, I think, is uh, key number one. Number two is start fast. It's the kind of same thing as 
I think you put some pressure on Penn State. They haven't really had to face any adversity yet this year. I mean, yeah, they did against Pitt, but not like really because like they hadn't, you know, had the late lead. Get up on them and put them put them in a position where they can't. You take them out of the the ability to run the ball. Make you know, make Sean Clifford throw the ball, make him uncomfortable. I think that's really important. Um, and uh, third. Add the read option, I guess, like just to utilize the quarterback run, whether it's the read option or design quarterback run. You have to, if you want the run game to work, you have to make them account for the quarterback. And if he doesn't pull or isn't on a designed run, it's just not going to happen. Because you got to get over three yards of carry in this game. You have to, otherwise you're going to lose it. That's very simple. All right, from Instagram, Chase Glasser. Mailbag questions, was Nordine worth the sleepover? Um, I mean, yeah, even though things haven't been clicking, um, it's not always his fault. I, I don't know if, if it was his or the holder's fault on the on the miss against Illinois. It was not his fault against Iowa. That was It was a bad, uh, I don't know if it was a bad snap or a bad hold, but it was just, you know, it was that setup that made it so it didn't work. But... No, it, I mean, the, the kicking situation hasn't been great uh, this year. And obviously he's been kind of whatever, but I mean, he, he helped win you games. He helps you. He, you probably don't win that Florida game a couple years ago without Quinn Nordine. So I'll say yes. Uh, this team will go as far as Shea takes them. How far realistically is that? He was one and nine on passing downs versus Illinois. How does that translate to the rest of the season? I mean, being one and nine on passing downs, it sounds like that's terrible, but he was also, what, uh, 10 of, uh, let me do the math here. Cause I, I know, I know your stats are right. Cause I saw that stat, uh, by, uh, Bill Connolly when he tweeted it out. So he, but he was 10 for 12 otherwise. So yeah, no, a passing downs that, I mean, essentially, I mean, that just means being put into, uh, a down and longer distance situation. It's not ideal, but I mean, he's still managed. Um, I, I mean, he, he can take them. I would say to the point where they only lose one more game in the regular season. I mean, you, you could take them where they don't lose any. If the defense at least comes to play, figures out how to defend a team like Ohio state. I don't, I'm not predicting that, but uh, I think that uh shape, Honestly, it's like I don't think we've seen all of his game because we've seen more from him. All you know, not as much this year, but last year we definitely have seen more from him. We've seen a lot more from him. And yes, this should take more advantage of his skill set, but we haven't seen it work yet. It, there's still time for things to click. So yeah, that's how I think it can work. And also with the one and nine down, passing downs, it was extremely cold and windy. The wind is the more important thing down on the field. Shea didn't use it as an excuse, but Ronnie Bell said, like, yeah, it's a pretty big excuse. I agree. It was really windy down on the field. So uh, that that is an accurate assessment. You, you kind of can't outplay the wind to some degree. Also, the last two weeks and beyond the Harbaugh era, Michigan has played super conservative at the end of the first half. I know that was just asked. And he has a why. I mean, I think Iowa, they were backed up. Uh, they were way, way backed up at the end of the half. So they just were like, all right, screw it. Let's just not make any mistakes, not turn the ball over, get to the locker room. And then Hassan Haskins had the 19-yard run, and that was like, okay. Uh, 
I don't think they're going to necessarily really try to push. That's kind of football in general. You see it in the NFL. You see it all over college. Unless you're at like midfield or close to midfield, then you don't try to push it there because you don't want to uh, end up turning the ball over on a short field. Also, finally, he says, also, does this team talk too much? Metellus said Saturday is going to be payback for 2017. He didn't say that. He just said we ain't done with the payback from 2017. They didn't say it will. Like, Shea did say, as you said, Shea's saying we would send a message at Wisconsin. He said we'll, we, our offense is going to make a statement. Those are different things. McGrown guaranteeing we play with Wisconsin again in the Big Ten Championship. I did not see that or hear that. Uh, and I was with McGrown for most of it. So I didn't see or hear that, that last one. So I can't verify the veracity, but he says, what are we doing here? Listen, they need to have confidence. Like, what do you want them to to say or do? Do you want them to put their tail between their legs and be like, well, well, shucks. I just hope we're good in this game, but we probably don't have much of a chance. Like, no, they need to have that kind of confidence. Mattel is saying that they, he says, uh, I don't have it up, but uh, he said like, we ain't done with the payback. I think that's fine. That's they remember what it's like to lose that big forty-two to thirteen game. What do you want them to say? Like, well, we got smacked the last time, and hopefully, you just don't get smacked again. And get that's just I don't know. Chad Finley at Fin Five One, no dominant uh, running back in several years now. Is it time for a new running back coach? Who would be the top guy to fill this spot? I don't know. On the last part, no, I don't think it's time for a new running back coach. And uh, Karan Higdon is. I mean, wasn't dominant, dominant, but I mean, he was a thousand yard rusher. That's pretty damn good. I don't think it's about the running back coach, really, honestly. And I don't think that, uh, I think football's changed a bit. They're going by more committee than having a solitary back be your, your guy. So that's part of it too. Marky at Marky Mark Parker. If Michigan wins against Penn State, what does it mean if they lose? Uh, those are two separate questions. Um, this, th- These all three, finish out the half, are very similar. Uh, so I'm going to read all three. John Peterson also asked J. Peterson underscore two. If UM wins Saturday, is that Harbaugh's biggest win of his UM coaching career? And then Doughboy, <clears throat> Israel R0024, says, I have a question of something if you can touch on a little if you can. Why is it that when Harbaugh loses, it's the end of the world and every game is a must win? I understand every game is a must win for the Natty, but when Mario Cristobal has one loss, uh, he has Oregon. <clears throat> He has that program going stronger. Kirby Smart, one loss. He's one of the best teams in college football. Ten wins is nothing to sneeze at. It's also a state of great uh, of accomplishment. Sorry. Losing it all here. And 90% of college teams would kill for that. So why is Jim Heltis so much of a higher standard than everyone else? And why is everyone uh, so uh, ready to get rid of him? Am I missing something? But I still think Jim is one of the best coaches in college football. Um also, everyone said Jim needs to change offense. Now they does. Everyone's like, what the hell's wrong with Jim? It's a lose-lose situation. Am I seeing it right? Because I think Michigan is everything and everyone against them. I'm All right. Continue. Anyway, um, I do think you're seeing it right. Uh, okay. If Michigan wins on Saturday, would it be one of Harbaugh's biggest wins? It would be a yes, because it's on the road against a top-10 team. So, yes, automatically. I don't... I'm not concerned, or not, I shouldn't say concerned, I'm not convinced that Penn State is significantly better than the Penn State team they beat last year. But I am not convinced that Michigan can win on the road against anyone with a pulse, because they just don't do that. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's accurate, like the, the, the whole deal of uh, 
you know, like you say, Kirby Smart, Mario Cristobal, I, that's accurate. Like Nick Saban loses, you know, ten, you know, except for a couple different years, but mo- for the most part, he loses a game a year, and people don't really scoff at it. But it's because obviously he's got the track record. It's because Harbaugh was expected to do big things, and he came out very brash. It's, he was actually weirdly more humble than people kind of give him credit for. People always like to turn a make it seem like, you know, he was out here saying, like, we're going to win the Big Ten every single year. And, you know, that wasn't what he was saying or doing, but people just kind of acted like that was going to be the case. And people just want to hate on him um, because he's outspoken and he had a lot of success at a lot of different levels. and, And he hasn't really... I shouldn't say he hasn't done anything, you know, hasn't gotten anything to show for because he has, but a lot of the hype came out of the NFL, getting to the NFC Championship game and a couple times and whatever. Um, what happens if uh, if Michigan loses to Penn State? I mean, they won't go to the Big Ten Championship, of course, but they still have a lot left in the season. I think they'd probably go 9-3 and three at that point. I mean, it could be 8-4, and four, but I still think this team's better than that. All right. I'm moving on because we don't have much time and I've got an insane amount of questions left. So, yeah. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, we have a million questions here. And I'm kind of lightning around this, especially because I'm sure you all can hear I'm struggling to talk. Devin Tucker at DTuck. 17, this is the most important question in the entire thing. What do you think? What did you think of the season finale of succession? I thought it was excellent, excellent. I don't want to give spoilers though for people who haven't seen it. People, by the way, you should watch it. Succession on HBO. Um, I, I had been wondering with the, the thing that was set up with uh, Greg several episodes ago when that was going to pay off. And I, I even I, I called it during the like when he was on the plane, as soon as I saw Greg was getting on the plane, I called exactly what was going to happen there. Didn't make my jaw drop any less, and I loved the Tom uh, Tom and Shiv's uh, scene on the in the Cove. Thought it was absolutely brilliant. Harbaugh's headset at Jim's headset. What is your favorite autumn drive in Michigan? I don't really know because I don't like make like casual autumn drives around the state. I'm usually driving to uh, to and from Ann Arbor from Holly. Um, Driving through, like, you know, around here, Holly Fenton, Milford. Sometimes it make my way to Great Lakes Crossing in Auburn Hills. But for the most part, I mean, I'm driving. I mean, I'm dri- I live in the country, so it's kind of like I live in, like, a in essentially the forest. So I guess just driving around home looks great. Um, I, when my motorcycle's working fine, I like to ride that down uh, Fenton Road uh down like through heartland it's just like it's a kind of a straight line but it's just like some you know some farms lots of trees i guess that's that's what i like scott allen at scott al four four six eight six nine three three that's a very long number 
Will Michigan be able to effectively run the ball in the Penn State defense, which is averaging like 1.4 yards per uh, per game? I mean, think you mean carry, but uh, or gallon? You might mean gallon. Uh, I I don't know if I think they need the quarterback run to keep them off balance, but I think it will be they'll, they'll, they not, might not necessarily have as good of a game as Buffalo ran for like 200 yards against them, but they'll I think they'll be better than Iowa and everyone. I don't know that it mean will mean 200 yards total, but I think it will mean at least 100 something. I think that they'll run the ball a lot better than they did against Wisconsin, where they didn't even try. Will Mendoza at Willie Will 9? Maybe not as interesting of a question, but I uh, see a lot of hate bringing Nordine in last game. Obviously, Moody has been more consistent, but when you argue, it's important to give Nordine opportunities as well. Won't Michigan keep, uh, won't Michigan need Nordine uh, from deep at some point this season? I agree with you. That's all I got. I agree with you. All right, let's see. Jacob Hemminger at Hemminger Jacob. Should Charbonnet and Haskins be the main two backs in rotation at this point with Wilson internally seeing the field and the other needs rest? I like all four backs, but it seems like the two are separating from the rest in all parts of the game. Uh, yeah, I agree with that as well. Um, although I think that Wilson could be a, a big-time third uh, third down back. Um, I think he's got that type of skill set to be like your, your prototypical third down back. But uh, I think Charbonnet and Haskins, to me, have kind of proven it through half of a year, so I would continue running, uh, running with them. Besides turnovers and running the ball, oh, sorry, this is from Jordan Eggleston, J.W. Eggleston 7. Besides turnovers and running the ball, is there another big factor to winning on Saturday in Happy Valley? Um, keeping contain, I'll give you keeping contain of Sean Clifford since he's an effective runner. You, uh, I know I said it earlier, you force him to throw the ball, then you're in good shape. You let him, you let him run, all bets are off. Hail slash victors at John Janderson. John J. John Janderson, 37. Might be John J. Anderson. Could Daxon Hill start soon? How fast is McGrone really? Was Wisconsin anomaly? Or is the D really just average? Is the D the talent overrated? Is there a discipline issue as far as missed assignments? Uh, Daxon Hill's the starting nickelback. Will he be the starting uh, safety soon? Probably not until Metellus leaves. Um, I think uh, Brad Hawkins is doing fine. McGrone is extremely fast. Uh, Wisconsin might be an anomaly, I don't think the D's average. I think it just got burnt by a, a team that knew how to burn it. Just like I don't think it was average last year, even though they got burned in the last couple of games. Um, sometimes you're going to get God. It happens to, to everybody. It happened to Alabama in the national championship game. They got destroyed on defense. Um, Luke underscore Colin. At Colin Luke. Uh, I'm just doing this to be nice. Prediction Isaiah Todd. I know you didn't think that I was going to answer this after he committed, but I, I think he might come to Michigan. Um, if you missed it, Isaiah Todd, five-star, committed to Michigan last night. UM versus everyone at UM versus everyone. How many points per game does Isaiah Todd score for Michigan in the 2021 season? I don't know. I I don't know enough about uh, basketball recruiting to accurately give a prediction, so I'm sorry. I'm just going to abstain. Insta underscore Jaybird at Insta Jaybird. Where can I find a running tally of all the players on roster snap count? I believe Pro Football Focus keeps tabs on that. So uh, I think you have to pay to get the snap counts, but I would direct you over there. Um, Daniel at Mr. Underscore Davis 91. If Michigan was to lose this weekend, what would they need to show you in a loss to feel confident about them for the rainer of the season? Uh, having it being a close loss. 
some offensive uh, things that kind of move, that kind of work. But I think close loss, like maybe something that comes down to the, you know, to the end. Maybe it's like the plays right there and just misses or something like that. Just that kind of resolve. Um, that's what I need to see. JJ Jackson the second at true JJ thirty two and this is a really good question. What would it take for you to get off the Patterson train? Uh, he's got another question. I'll answer that momentarily. Um, let's see. I mean, I'd have to see a much more erratic guy. It, it would take a lot because I know what he's capable of, having seen it last year and knowing what he's. And I don't think he's like that far off, but like I think like some of the games that people really complained about Shea was like Army when he threw for like seventy percent. Obviously throwing for fifty percent at Illinois is isn't gonna endear me to him, but it you know, obviously he put the team on his back late and did a really good job. I think you would have to string together multiple games and like these next two games, for instance, if like he can't run and he can't throw, then that would be enough. Um, but Shea's my guy, so I and I think that he's you know I I go back with Shea again. I go back with with him to the you know before he was back when he was a, a uh, an Ole Miss commit. So it you know that that's not why I'm you know on the hype train with him. You know, like I had a good I've had a good relationship with a lot of these guys before they get on campus. But that doesn't mean I'm I'm wholly supporting them but uh he continues do you think it would be the best match uh to, to match ambry thomas with kj hamler because of speed probably but i mean i don't think it would hurt if you put lavert on him uh but yeah just don't have him matched up against a, a linebacker i don't care who the linebacker is even if it's cam McGrone, just don't you might have to have it happen though if they try to get it to him underneath so which they probably will Beast guy in Iowa at the same. Uh, I believe Shea was really good with the read option ball protection last year. How much do you think basically having all new running backs this year is affecting that? And I don't know. Uh, that's interesting, but that, I don't know. I didn't think of it that way. Um, it could be it, but I don't know, so I'm not going to pretend to. West Classen, F3 Sweet Gherkins uh, at West Classen. How do you think uh, the absence of Chris Evans is impacting the offense? I think it's a lot. I'm not sure. Um... I don't think it's impacting the offense a ton because like he wasn't like a great pass blocker. Uh, no offense to Chris, but he wasn't. And I don't, I, I don't think that he necessarily would have been the number one back as a result of that. Uh, I think he probably would have still had the inside track of it because I mean, we at least know he can have a hundred plus yard games. We didn't know that for sure about like Haskins or Charbonnet until this week, but I don't think it's necessarily really impacting the offense in that light. Uh, Jason A.A.M. Burgi. Jason Burgi. Uh, any word on why Muhammad fell behind two true freshmen on the depth chart? I've heard rumors. I'm not going to repeat them, so I'll leave it that. Big 10 refs at refs 10 is you know, just a bunch of – is asking if uh, multiple people are 100%. It's asked about Quiddy Pay, Nico Collins, Michael Dwumford, Josh Ross – Josh Ross, 100% not. Um, I would say no one on the team is 100%. I mean, it's football. They can say, they'll can they say they're 100%, but it's football. Everyone's hurt. But as far as, you know, I I, I don't 
I, I can tell you that I, you know, one four is pretty close as far as I can tell. And if you're asking if we're going to see Quiddy Pay or Nico Collins this week, I would say probably. Yeah. All right. Finishing out Abraham Justice at Mr. Abe Justice. How would you rank Michigan's football rivalries after the obvious number one? I'd go Michigan State, the Notre Dame. I know people who do it the other way. Uh, but I would say I grew up thinking Michigan State was more of a rivalry than Ohio State. But that was because I can understand why people say it has you have to win some for it to be a rivalry because I grew up when I was paying attention to Michigan football, Michigan beat Ohio State every year. Michigan State was like every three years they rose up. Plus living in the state, you just heard a bunch of Michigan State, what have you. So um, I would say that. I, I paid a lot of attention to Notre Dame. Actually, growing up, I probably paid more attention also to Notre Dame than I did Ohio State. But, um, I mean, Ohio State's obviously clear-cut number one, best rivalry in all of sports. So, that's that. All right, uh, that's going to do it. We will have a show tomorrow. I'm hoping I have a guest, but if I don't, then whatever. But I we will do a, we will do a show tomorrow uh, before the game. We'll try to get it out nice and early. So for the Lockdown Wolverines podcast, I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole. Find me online at Isaiah Hole. Follow the podcast at I'm Wolverines. Wolverines Wire at Wolverines Wire. If you'd like to be featured sponsor on the show, email me at LockdownWolverines at gmail.com or iHole at usatoday.com. Find us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, or online at WolverinesWire.usatoday.com, where we post our daily podcast every single day to go along with the rest of your Michigan football coverage. This was Lockdown Wolverines, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.